You speak in my heart and say, seek my face. Your face, O Lord, will I seek. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. This verse takes me back to my childhood in children's choir. In rehearsal, the choir director told us all to step up on the pews and to place our hands firmly on the pew back so that we could be heard and seen. More than once, I had walked on pews, often being told, get down, that's disrespectful. And so she surprised me and said this was not disrespectful. And so it was with joy that we ascended to the pew and sang. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The psalm has an ascription to it. A song of ascents of David. Some scholars believe that the ascent refers to a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. From the outlying lowlands up to Jerusalem. At different places along the journey to Jerusalem's mount, a song of ascents would be sung. Today, I invite you to imagine Jesus taking part in this tradition. And after entering Jerusalem, hearing the second verse of today's song. Now, our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Later, when he was a 12-year-old, lost in Jerusalem, he responded to his mother's worries. Did you not know I would be in my father's house? He may have had a recollection of the verse, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. But the time of Jesus on earth in my childhood days are long gone. I was glad then, and no doubt Jesus was as he sang his song of ascent. But the question now comes, are you glad today to come into the house of the Lord? Is it for you a time of gladness? Although on the day when I went up to church to sing, I was glad to go into the house of the Lord. But sometimes as a young boy, it might have been more fitting to have said, I was bored when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And some of you today, I feel sure, are glad. Still basking in the afterglow of Thanksgiving 
in the feelings of contentment of family. But perhaps some of you are downcast today or numb, having had your family go back after such wonderful visits. We could look around at what is going on today and have some justification for those downcast feelings. War in the Ukraine, inflation squeezing the whole globe, global warming leading to natural disasters, shootings. How can we come gladly to God's house with what seems to be the horsemen of the apocalypse charging to and fro. Our gospel lectionary today has apocalyptic notes of destruction. Jesus speaks of the days of Noah before the flood, noting everyone was eating and drinking, marrying and giving in mar marriage, when they were seized up in a watery cataclysm. His message to those then and to us now is this, stay awake, be vigilant, keep watch. What are we to watch for? The answer Jesus encourages us to give is look for the coming of God. In this Advent season, we are asked both to look at God's coming at Christmas as well as the second coming. But today, I'm not going to talk to you about the last days or timetables. Jesus tells us, no one knows the hour, and I'm not in a fortune-telling mood. Rather, I am here in the here and now, and I want to talk about the mystical meaning of watchfulness. The mystics teach us to look for and perchance to see God. So let us pause and ask ourselves, how can we keep an eye open for God's coming? I suggest that the answer is found in Jesus' fifth beatitude. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This beatitude both instructs and blesses us. It instructs us by letting us know the way to see God is the way of purity of heart. If we shun all that is not wholehearted love in us and leave it behind, laying all cares aside, seeking to know only God and nothing else, our love will grow purer. If we were going to watch through a night, we would probably build a fire. 
both to warm us in its heat and bathe us in its light. So let us also build a fire in our heart, a fire of urgent longing to see God. This same fire of urgency will also burn off our impurities. Let us watch closely for God moving in our hearts. Meditating on purity of heart, asking how we can help cultivate it to carry us to a vision of God, we seek not only purity, but rather cry out in prayer, create in me a pure heart, O Lord. At the beginning of our service, we ask God, to cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you. More than just a teaching to be learned, this beatitude is a pronouncement of God's blessing upon each of us here. The fire of longing will keep us watchful, alert, and by its purifying effect, we shall see the promise of the blessed. And we might just catch a glimpse of God at God's table, or in the harmonies of voices, or on the faces of those that we love and love us. This promise of a vision of God is something that has propelled me to prayer. However, at times I have been held back by the belief that I could never be pure. I was raised on the teachings of original sin and that I could never be pure. But lately, as I have pondered the Beatitudes and added to it the promise of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I have sparked a growing hope in a restoration of original goodness rather than original sin. Or should I say, I have granted, I have hoped and striven for a promised goodness. The goodness that was a gift of God in creation and in the working of God's Spirit in our heart impresses upon us a divine purity far greater than we alone could produce. And I urge you to ponder this today, meditate and contemplate. The beginning of our Advent season calls us to watchfulness. In the darkness of the winter season, we are called to journey toward the light. We are called to journey toward Christmas and the birth of a child. This is an ascent, not up a hill, 
but an ascent through time to a holy day. And I ask that you heed the urging of Jesus to be watchful in this time, to look for the coming by marking its days, by purifying your hearts, and finding ways for you to see God's coming in the midst of life. I urge you to come and gather with us each week. Today, our feet are standing not in Jerusalem, but in Christ Church Bowling Green, a place that we recognize as the house of God. On this day, the first day of Advent, in vigilant ex expectation, let us begin our own song of ascents. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen.